0: Welcome to Environment Matters with me Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, last week, we heard that in spite of all the campaigns here in Hertfordshire, each family is still wasting £750 worth of food every year. And if you missed the show, do check out the podcast on RadioVeriland.com slash podcast, where you'll also find the link to the Harts County Council Food Waste Survey. And if you fill in that survey, you'll not just be helping to tackle this important issue, you'll also be giving yourself the chance to win £250 worth of vouchers. Now this week we'll be looking at tackling a different sort of waste. According to Hertfordshire County Council we each throw away an average of 23.5 kilograms of electronic waste a year. Now, to give you an idea about how much that is, apparently that's heavier than an average seven-year-old boy, so quite a lot. And it's estimated that that figure could double by 2050, which, according to a UN report, makes it the fastest-growing waste stream in the world. Now, that is a problem. Not only are those items like microwaves, fridges, phones, not only are they damaging to the environment to make, they've got a big carbon footprint and they use things like rare earth metals, which are environmentally damaging to extract, but also with their burden of heavy metals, they're really quite hard to dispose of safely too. And that's just electronic waste. Add to that the clothes and the other household items and you can see that we do have a big problem here. Now, thankfully, here in St Albans, we've got plenty of opportunities for rehoming unwanted items. There's a myriad of great charity shops, there's Facebook groups like the St Albans Reuse Group, and there's online platforms like Fregal, not to mention the likes of eBay and Gumtree. But what about the stuff that's not fit to pass on because it's damaged or broken? The laptop that inexplicably dyed, the toaster that suddenly stops toasting, the sock with a hole in the toe, the bike, you know, with the jammed gears, the list goes on, I'm sure you've got some of these. Now in previous generations, things weren't just dumped if they broke, they were fixed. But as items get more complicated to fix and cheaper to replace, the art of fixing seems to be all but forgotten. So I am delighted to speak today with two people, Danielle Durant and Philip De DeRiche, who are breathing life into the art of fixing in our district. Philip, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today. So, Danielle, let's start with you. Where did this all start? I believe it has something to do with your mum's lawnmower.
1: Yes, it did. Although there was one step before that. I read a blog on the Sustainable St. Albans Facebook page, and it was written by Philip, all about the the benefits of fixing and repairing things. And I am not exaggerating, but it brought a tear to my eye because it reminded me of my dad. But anyway, I got in touch with Philip because I knew my mum's lawnmower needed fixing and we had a, a fan as well. That was clogging up space and needed that fix. And we got in touch, we got chatting, and I think a connection was made. And he miraculously fixed it over a weekend, I think. So yeah, it started from that.
0: Wow. Well, that sounds like a a great place to start. So Philip, you're obviously quite an accomplished fixer. Where did your enthusiasm for fixing come from?
2: Well, I've been tinkering with electronics pretty much all my life. I don't think there's any time in my life when I haven't had a a soldering iron within more or less arm's length of me at some point in the day. I did an electronics degree and then went into software and cybersecurity ended up. But I've always been tinkering with electronics. And when I retired about eight years ago, um, I was looking around for things to do and I came across the, um, the restart project. and they, it appeared, had these community events where fixers would come along and tackle whatever electrical and electronic gadgets, um, anybody happened to bring along. And I went to one of those, the first one in Kentish town and came about away really with a buzz. I was really excited by that. And I've been doing them ever since. And I think in the last eight years, I've probably been to about about 50 or so such events. In that time, I've probably seen inside most sort of electrical and electronic <laughs> gadgets.
0: Well, that's good to hear. And it's good to hear your enthusiasm. Obviously, this is more than just a practical exercise, but something that you get quite a lot of satisfaction from.
2: Well, absolutely. Yes, I really enjoy explaining things to people. That's, that's part of the, of the joy of it, um, when you can explain to somebody why their gadget has gone wrong and, and perhaps a little bit of about how it's worked. Maybe how to buy a slightly more sustainable one next time. And um, I think the real cherry on the cake is when you see somebody's face light up, when their treasured table lamp or something like that, which maybe was their grandmother's, suddenly comes to life and they've got this treasured item back again and they can start using it again. And I think that, that really tops it. That must be
0: a lovely feeling. So, Danielle, you you made the connection with Philip and you've set up the St. Albans and District Fixers Facebook group. Who's this group intended for and what, what do you hope to achieve by it?
1: Well, I think there's a real desire out there for trying to live a bit more sustainably. And I think one of the easiest things is to repair something that's lying around your house and save a bit of money instead of having to replace it. So I thought it originally, of tapping into the St. Albans Eco Group, which has got a few thousand people, I think, in it. And that seemed to just fly. And I think it's just tapping into a culture now where people would like to do these things, but don't know where to start, whether they're doing it on their own, trying to fix things themselves or to find somebody to do it for them. And yes, it's just been really surprising. I think we've got 413 members now, and that's in less than a week. So it's anybody and everybody, really, who just wants something fixed.
0: Now, Philip, you and Danielle, you're setting up a repair fair on the 19th of February. Can you explain to us how a repair fair works?
2: Well, basically, we're inviting anybody to, to book in a time slot. We have to do that, obviously, for COVID reasons, so we don't have overcrowding. And whatever they like to bring along, as Daniel said, so long as they can carry it, we're not doing fridges and cookers and things like that. But anything they can carry, electrical, that'll include battery-operated toys break quite a lot, radios, even done a few in previous similar exercises, done a few cameras and things like that. Well, basically, in the long and the short of it is if it's got a mains plug or a battery, we'll have a look at it. I think the only exception is we don't normally look at microwave ovens because they have very high dangerous voltages inside.
0: And Danielle, I believe that your son will be there helping out. What kind of thing will he be helping fix?
1: Well, thanks to the first lockdown in 2020, he started up a bike servicing and repairing little business in in our back garden. So he's going to be there on the 19th. Fixing bikes. So you just have to wheel your bike along. If the people can do that and also bring any inner tubes or spare chains, if they know that that's the problem, that would be very helpful because, of course, Tom can't have everything at hand to be able to replace things, but he can certainly do a basic service to get it roadworthy again. And I'll also be offering some very basic fabric and soft furnishings and clothing fixes like replacing buttons or putting a dart in something here or there. Because I used to do an awful lot of needlework, but uh, less so nowadays. But I think the skills are still there.
0: (laughs) Okay. well, I imagine you've got some great tips to pass on.
1: And Philip, is it all about
0: um, you fixing things for the people who bring things in? Or is it a bit more of a a shared effort? Is there learning along the way as well?
2: Well, the idea is, yes, um, not that you bring along your gadget and drop it off and pick it up later, uh, very much that you engage in the fixing process and hopefully learn a little bit. And the ideal would be if you could learn to fix it yourself another time. Often that isn't actually practical, but you hopefully we'll learn something about the fixing process and well basically how to maintain things perhaps well also perhaps uh, to lose your nervousness in taking screws out because screws are there to be undone at the end of the day and so long as you can put them back again that can be a challenge then you can probably do basic repairs to some extent yourself anyway and in fact if you want to get into repairing there are a lot of online resources there's some um, ifixit.com, for instance, which has repair guides for a lot of devices. And we at the Restart Project, we have a wiki as well. And within that, there's a mass of information on, in general terms about fixing all sorts of gadgets, plus all the basic electrical electronic theory that you need just to get started. And it all tries to assume absolutely no assumptions about what you already know.
0: So is this something that we can have, for free? Um, I mean, I assume that somebody's paying something for this event. Um, Or has it funded?
1: It's largely free. It's based on goodwill of volunteers who are joining the team. Yes, we do want it to be free, but we will be asking just for a donation, which we will probably give to whoever is kind enough to lend us their premises or a a named charity at the time. it, It could change, I suppose. But at the moment, it's certainly free.
0: Okay, that sounds fantastic. And you've mentioned a a number of people who are giving their time to help on the day. How do you recruit people to to turn up and do all this fixing?
2: We had a similar thing in 2015. We had another one at St Luke's Church in St Albans in, I think it was 2019. And between the two, I've built up a a list of, of local people who good with a screwdriver and maybe even with a soldering iron and over the years I've added one or two people as I've come got got to know them and through all my involvement with the Restart project mainly in London I've got a fair few contacts there so if we did find ourselves uh, short of a fix or two I could probably draw in one or two of them.
0: Well, that's, that's good to hear. Danielle, if I could just ask you this, because, um, as you're saying, your, your son actually has his own little business fixing bikes. Don't you think perhaps that things like repair fares threaten to put people who earn a living by fixing stuff out of business?
1: No, I don't think, I think so. I mean, I run my own business and you get an awful lot more back when you give a lot to people. So it's always worthwhile to share the love. (laughs) And you know, you never know down the line. I think Thomas will certainly, you know, pick up some future clients because they know he can do the job.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent point. So, Philip, you've given us a few tips for getting started on fixing jobs. But if we've got something that, I don't know, we think we might be able to fix, can you just give us a few indicators for just how to get started?
2: Well, I think the Facebook group itself is becoming a little bit of a forum. One or two people have come on there saying, I've got this and it doesn't seem to work. Is it fixable? And I've often been able to reply to that. So I think that's one way. rate, so anyway, and as I say, there are, there are lots of online resources that you can draw, draw on.
0: OK, so there's lots of help out there. And Danielle, if we can't make the repair fair on the 19th of February, it
1: sounds like perhaps you'll be planning more such events? Oh, I hope so. Definitely. Yes. And I've even had a couple of people offer their premises, one of them, which is outside, which would probably have to be in the summer um, and and it might determine what we can actually do because obviously there'll be no electricity supply so um, it might be woodwork and and, and more bikes and, and things like that rather than electrical items so the the venue will determine what we can and cannot do but Certainly, the long-term aim is to get these to be a regular thing, several in a year. I don't see why not.
0: Okay. And are you looking for venues to step forward to host repair fairs?
1: Yes, I think so. It would be wrong to be in the same place all the time. Uh, We want to be as accessible to as many different people all around the district. So, yes, that would be great.
0: So, Danielle, uh, right at the start of the interview, you mentioned your dad and that he was quite handy at fixing things. Do you think he'd be proud of what you're doing now?
1: Yes, I do. And I think he'd be there with me if he could. We lost him in 2020 after seven years of illness, which was very sad. But, um, yeah, he was the sort of man who could look at something and it it just miraculously fixed itself, you know. And even his hands fixed my earache. And uh, so, yeah, we had a sign in in the garage, in the shed, where he used to have all his tools, you know, Dad's fix-it shop. So, Yeah, I'm very much doing this because of him as well.
0: I'm sure he would be proud. Well, I very much look forward to the repair fair on the 19th and to lots more such events in the future. Philip, Danielle, thank you very much indeed for telling us about this.
2: Thank you. you. It's
0: been a pleasure. My thanks to Daniel Durant and Philip de Riche. Now, the All Saints Repair Fair will be on the 19th of February between 2 and 5 o'clock in the afternoon and it'll be at All Saints Church in Harpenden. You can book your place by searching for All Saints Harpenden Repair Fair online um, or via the events page of the Sustainable St Albans website or via the link in the notes to the podcast of this show um, which you'll find on radioavellon.com forward slash podcasts. You'll also find not just a link to the repair fair, but also help and support that Philip told us about in the St. Albans District Fixers Facebook group. That's the St. Albans District Fixers Facebook group. And for some helpful resources on finding help with fixing online, do take a look at the Sustainable St Albans website. Go to the resources tab and then the counters in page. And behind the repair and reuse icon, you'll find a wealth of advice and links to help you give that broken item many, many more years of useful life. And if you're trying your hand at fixing something electrical, then do please take care and ensure, please, that the item is switched off and unplugged before you even start. We don't want anybody electrocuted. I've just got time to tell you about an event being run by the Adult Learning Department at St Albans Cathedral on Thursday the 10th of February between 7.30 and 9 o'clock Steve Hughes, former CEO of the Christian conservation charity A Rocha UK will be delivering a talk entitled Why Care for God's World which will explore what Christians both individually and collectively can do to help protect the planet and alleviate the damage caused by climate change now the talk will examine issues related to sustainability and the environment and how our our actions towards it can be improved. Now, Marie from the Cathedral says that she appreciates that for many, they might not necessarily find the Christian perspective all that relevant, but given Steve's experience of working in conservation and his commitment to environmental action, she thinks the talk will have plenty of interest. Now, it's going to take place online via Zoom. Tickets cost £10 or £6 for students and do go to the St Albans Cathedral website for more information and to book your ticket. Now, you can drop me a line on amanda at radiovolom.com or message via the Environment Matters Facebook page. You also find me on Twitter at rv underscore environment. I'm going to be here at the same time next week. But until then, thank you for listening.